Welcome to the podcast series, Animated Living, where we help you to live out the best version of you, the most animated version of you. I'm Ian Freestone, and I'm your host. Well, I've been around long enough to make a few mistakes and learn a few lessons. So when it comes to personal transformation and habit formation, I've discovered there are some specific things you can do that will make a big difference. So as I talk, I want you to think about an area in your life where you would like to see change. One thing I've learned is that instant change, for the most part, is a myth. If someone uses the word quick or instant in the same sentence as change, then I'd be highly suspect. Now, I believe in God. I believe in praying. I believe in miracles. But when it comes to lasting change, nine times out of ten, it's going to take some thought and action on our part. Not so long ago, I was talking to someone and he said he was asking God to heal his sore back. But it was clear that he was overweight, which was quite possibly contributing significantly to the sore back. What was needed was a plan to lose weight, not prayer for a sore back. So if you are a believer in the supernatural, I want you to think of change, not so much as divine intervention, but you cooperating with divine design. Now, Personal transformation and habit formation is a big area, so it might help you to narrow it down to the big three of diet, exercise, and sleep. But I want to talk about this in a positive, life-giving way, not in a way that makes you feel guilty for having failed in the past. So, if you've got the big three nailed, diet, sleep, and exercise, good on you. Chances are, though, you're facing challenges in one of these areas, and I want to give you some tips which are going to help you. Now, I want to make an important point here which relates to all areas of transformation and habit formation, and that is it's about integration. If our focus becomes all about, say, weight loss or all about exercise or all about sleep, then we fail to see how integrated these three elements are. In fact, not just integrated to each other, but integrated to all other aspects of living an animated life. Perhaps you desire a more vibrant spiritual life or you want to give attention in the area of relationships. What you will find though is if you have an area involving diet, sleep or exercise that you are not giving proper attention to, then the other areas of your life will suffer. Spiritual life will be stunted, relationships will be on edge and your mental health is at risk. Conversely, if you foster a healthy integration involving healthy diet, exercise and sleep, you will see noticeable improvement in other areas of your life. So that's the first thing I want to say. Approach this holistically. For example, it's a well-known fact that doing some exercise during the day will also help you sleep better at night. So let's look at the first key to transformation and habit formation. Positive mindset. It's essential to understand that your thinking is affecting your feelings and your feelings are producing your actions. For example, if you think that your self-worth is tied to what people think of you, then you will feel anxious about other people's opinion of you and you will act in such a way to avoid that feeling. So 
It's not enough to try to address our undesirable actions or to implement new actions. We have to look inside our brain and see the thoughts that are controlling us, the thoughts that lead to feelings, the feelings that lead to actions. The second key to transformation and habit formation is to take small steps. How many of us have taken on some ridiculous challenge or made news resolutions that have all fallen in a heap after a week? The problem with goals is that they often represent an enormous change and they are often a long way off. For example, a long way off in the distance, I mean. For example, I'm going to lose 20 kilos in six months or I'm going to cut out all sugar, yeast, wheat, dairy, alcohol from my diet, or I'm going to run 5K every day. Big goals like this can work, but they can also be overwhelming. And even if we do grind it out and complete the challenge, the pleasure of accomplishment is delayed. And pleasure is important for dopamine levels and all that sort of thing. The key to success is one small step in the right direction. That win, that feels good. And that good feeling builds confidence. You then add another small step, then another, each time building confidence, self-esteem, and the satisfaction of seeing change. Then after half a dozen small steps, you look back over the period of time and say, hey, that's a pretty big step I've just taken. So number three, the third key is the power of no. To illustrate the power of no, let's look at sleep. First, we need it. They say every hour before midnight is worth two hours after midnight. Now, I'm not going to tell you when to go to bed, but you need to ask yourself the question, what sleep pattern is optimum for you? What time do you need to be going to bed and getting up to feel most alive? And second question, do you stick to this pattern at least five or six nights out of seven? Third question is, if not, why not? And here's where we get into the power of no. Because you've got to think about what are you doing when you should be sleeping? What is there that's happening that you're not saying no to at the hour that you should be in bed? Is it TV? Is it being on social media? Is it doing work? This is where the power of no is so important. So it's saying no to our screens, at least an hour before bed. So think about your optimum bedtime and work out what's an hour before that. Well, that's the time your screen should be being turned off, be it television or Netflix or phone or computer. Now, it's been scientifically proven, okay, scientifically proven, true, that using TVs, tablets, smartphones, laptops, any other kind of electrical device before bed delays your body's internal clock and suppresses the release of the sleep-inducing hormone melatonin and makes it more difficult to fall asleep. This is largely due to the artificial blue light, the very dangerous blue light that's emitted from these devices. And besides increasing your alertness at a time when you should be getting sleepy, using these devices delays the onset of REM sleep and reduces the total amount of REM sleep and compromises your alertness the next morning. And over time, these effects 
can add up to a significant chronic deficiency in sleep. So, say no to screens one hour before bed and say no to keeping your phone beside your bed. Put your phone on the wardrobe instead of beside your bed. In fact, if you're regular in the hour you go to bed and regular in the hour to ri- you rise, you're not going to need a set alarm on your phone anyway. So th- the flip side of saying no is, of course, the power of yes. And I call these satisfying substitutes. For example, you might need to say no to the emotional dependency you have on alcohol at the end of the day. And so you can use here the power of yes. So say yes to a healthy, satisfying alternative. If you're going to say no to anything because you know it's not good for you, or you know too much of it is not good for you, then replace it with something you love saying yes to. Just saying no, no, no. Well, that just burns up a lot of energy, when all the while you could be doing something that is enjoyable and good for you. Every day is full of dozens of choices, things we're saying yes to and things we're saying no to. When we say yes to one thing, that means we are saying no to something else. What are the yeses and nos in your day? What are you needing to say yes to more often? What will you say no to to make room for the yes? Number four, the fourth key to personal transformation and habit formation is the power of team. Most of us need the support and encouragement of others to achieve our goals for a healthier lifestyle. Someone to walk with, someone to surf with, someone to go to the gym with, uh, signing on to a group challenge together. So think about what it is you would like to do and arrange to do it with others or ask to join in with what others are doing. Again, following our theory of integration, connecting with others in affecting personal change also means that your social interaction increases, which in turn will improve your emotional and mental health. The other people we need on our team include skilled professionals. Have regular checkups with your doctor. Visit a naturopath or a nutritionist and discuss your diet. Get a handle on the kinds of foods you should be avoiding and the types of foods that are best for you. See a counsellor if you're suffering stress or anxiety. The point I'm making is don't try and deal with these things on your own. I talked earlier about the importance of a positive mindset, looking inside your brain and seeing the thoughts that are controlling you. The problem is, however, that these thoughts are often so ingrained and so habitual that we need a skilled someone else to challenge those thoughts and help us see our blind spots. You're familiar with the Jahari window. Well, think of a large window with four panes. In the top left is what I know about me and what you know about me. In the bottom left is what I know about me but you don't know about me. In the top right is where our blind spots live. That is what you know about me but I don't know about me. So that's why we need to discuss things over with someone else and ask for their feedback and insights. Then in the final window pane is what neither you nor I know about me but as we journey together it may be discovered so if you go to the resources section of my website myanimatedlife.com forward slash resources you can download the jahari window model 
It was developed by a couple of psychologists in the 1950s, and it's very helpful. You can also find in that resources section a complete transcript of this podcast presentation, so that might be helpful. And of course, when we're thinking about team, think about getting a life coach, someone who is in your corner, who believes in you, who encourages you, who keeps you accountable for the positive actions you are deciding on. Where might you find such a life coach? Well, you can email me. I'd be happy to talk to you. And if I'm not suitable, I can point you somewhere else. Number five, the final key to personal transformation and habit formation is celebrate wins. Build in a personal reward system for whatever you plan to do. For example, when I reach this particular milestone, I am going to and fill in the gaps. Something exciting, something fun, something that's going to make you feel good. So set up rewards for when you conquer those little step goals that you're going to create. So if personal transformation and habit formation is achieved by taking a small step, I want you to think now about one small step you are going to take this week in relation to diet, sleep or exercise. Perhaps it's making a decision to go to bed 15 or 30 minutes earlier at night. Perhaps it's leaving your phone in another room rather than beside your bed at night. Maybe it's going for a 20-minute walk three times a week. So write it down. Just one thing, one thing. You know, write it down. Share it with another person. Complete the action. Tick it off. Then take another small step whilst continuing the previous step. No big steps, okay? No guilt. So go on out and get a win this week. All the best.